With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, fly-in solo. So I'm still on the road a bit, traveling around for for some stuff. And I've missed doing podcast episodes after the last couple of games. And so this one is to, you know, kind (laughs) of discuss the losses to the Hawks in Atlanta and then that loss to the Grizzlies in Memphis. Now, I'd hoped that the Warriors would come out of this five-game road trip three and two at the very least. That would show me that, first of all, they could win three games on the road when they've only won, what, like seven or something. And it would show me that they're making progress towards, quote unquote, turning the corner, getting ready for the playoffs, ramping up, whatever the heck it is you want to call it. And they've looked bad. (laughs) They've looked bad. I mean, in that Atlanta game that they lost, what, 127-119, you know, they started off strong and then they faded. I mean, it's the same things over and over again. In crunch time, poor decisions, turnovers, hero ball shots. You know, when you're down one, you don't need a three, but I get it. You know, sometimes these vets that we love so much, these Hall of Famers, these four-time champions, they live for that moment. The, the They live in the past a little bit. Not that they can't hit those shots still, obviously, but it's just kind of frustrating when they make decisions that instead could be a little bit more methodical, you know, be a little bit more aware. I mean, they have three of the best free throw shooters in the world in Steph, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson. You know, if you're down by a couple points, a point, whatever, in a tight game, you can uh, get to the cup and either get fouled, get a shot off, you know, go for a two, whatever. It doesn't have to be a three. Um, but I get it. You want the home run. And that's what a lot of these guys still live for. And in general, that's fine. You know, we've loved some of these big shots they've hit over the years, even even Jordan Poole. But when you're struggling and you, quote unquote, need a win on the road, there might be other ways to go about it. So, And then the Memphis game, you know, the vets, they were just gassed and it was a back-to-back. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga, the bright spot off the bench, Kaminga played 30 minutes, eight for 16 from the field, four for seven from three, four for six from the line, eight boards, three assists, one steal, one block, 24 points, led the team. And he was just minus six on the night when dudes like Clay were minus 30. Uh, Steph was minus 10. Uh, Kevon Looney minus 19. Dante DiVincenzo minus 10. I've said this before. 
Jonathan Kaminga is going to be the Warriors' best player, I think, in a couple of years, uh, depending on how Steph ages out. But Kaminga has the whole package in terms of the physical gifts, the skills that are growing game by game, day to day, week by week, and the mentality, right? We've talked about how he really, really seems competitive out there and that the game clicked for him back in November and he stopped thinking of the game. He stopped trying to get his stuff like taking early shot clock three-pointer. He stopped doing that. He'll do that every now and then, but he's much, much better and he's earning some of those uh, three-pointers, obviously, as we've seen in this game. And I've said for a long time that his shot is not broken. They tweaked it early his rookie season, and it's just been a question of reps and muscle memory. But it goes in, and if he can go you know, scoring from three, if he can start knocking down that mid-range, which, I mean, he already is, but if that gets more consistent, it just opens up his game going to the basket in the post, all that stuff. So scoring at three levels. And obviously we also know that defensively he's very, very solid on ball and he's just going to get better. He has the strength, the size, the athleticism to keep up with guys uh, bigger than him. Uh, Guys like Paul George, guys like Kawhi Leonard, and then smaller dudes as well. And I think Steve Kerr said after the Grizzlies game, once Kaminga adds some consistent rebounding, then it'll be kind of complete. And I tend to agree with that as well. Again, he did well on all those things in this one. And again, just one of the few bright spots. I saw people on Twitter talking about how Kaminga should play more minutes, like 25 minutes a game, uh, as if that's some kind of revelation. I mean, uh, I've been saying that for a long time. People who listen to this podcast and watch it on YouTube have been saying that for a long time. It's clear that he brings a different dimension and that he deserves more responsibility and that when he makes mistakes, he should have a longer leash the way that Jordan Poole has had a longer leash. So that is something positive to look at. Right now, the Warriors are back at 36 and 36. They are 507 and 29 on the road. That's wild to me because presumably, if the Warriors end up anywhere from five to 10, right? I mean, if they make it into the plan and they make it out of the plan, everything, every series, they'll have at most three games at home. They'll have to win a road game. So if you think about it, they'll have to win a road game in the first round, the second round, the Western Conference uh, finals, and then the finals, right? So that that would be, in theory, at least four road games, assuming assuming they themselves didn't lose any home games, right? And again, this is a huge what if, hypothetical, fanciful thinking that the Warriors will even get that far. But But that's four road games that they would have to win at the very least. And that's more than half of the road games they've won so far this season. So again, don't count these guys out. A huge, huge part of it though, is the fact that they're not whole, right? I said a couple of weeks ago that even though I wasn't a huge fan of the Wiseman trade, if they have Gary Payton, the second Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, 
Dante DiVincenzo, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and at the time, Andre Iguodala. They had those dudes. They had those dudes available in the playoffs. They would be one of the nastiest wing defenses in recent years. But the problem is, Andre Iguodala, broken wrist, might not come back anytime at all. <laughs> They'd probably have to go really deep into the playoffs for him to ever suit up again. Gary Payton second. The update was, as far as I know, the most recent update was last week, and it said uh, he's making progress. Great. And they're happy with the progress. That is nothing concrete, so that doesn't do us any good in terms of looking at the schedule or looking at the calendar and seeing when he would be able to help this team. Andrew Wiggins, as we know, he's out with a family, a personal issue. And I just got to say, people got to leave Andrew Wiggins alone, in my opinion. I'm, of course, you know, wondering and curious, like, why uh, he isn't with the Warriors. But I am literally just focusing on the fact that he's not there and how the Warriors on the court can win games while he's away. I'm not sitting here thinking... Oh gosh, you know, what is it? If this were a regular job, then you wouldn't be able to do what he's doing. It's not a regular job, <laughs> first and foremost. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. I really, really don't care. Again, hope everything is okay. I hope he's healthy, mentally, physically, whatever the heck it may be. I hope his family's all right. But in terms of, you know, feeling like I, I need to know, or that there's an obligation that I should know, that's ridiculous. I'm just a dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Warriors, his employers, his bosses, or whatever you want to call it, they know. His coworkers, his teammates, they know. Just because I don't know, I don't really care. So people who are spouting off in anger and frustration about, uh, you know, we should know, we should know because he's a public figure or I wouldn't be able to do this in my day job. Like that's some odd, in my opinion, odd rationale. Just because he's a public figure. I mean, clearly, clearly you're one of those people who feel like entitled to know everything about somebody just because they're rich and famous. You know what I mean? Yes. Doing media, doing interviews, that's part of the job. And the precarious nature of your privacy as a famous person comes with the territory as Don Draper from Mad Men famously said to Peggy, that's what the money's for. Right. But in general, if they want to keep it a, a secret and they can keep it a secret, that's, that's their prerogative. Actually, congratulations to them for being able to keep it uh, this much under wraps. You know what I mean? Like all the rumors going around about his, uh, you know, baby mama having an affair or, his kids not being, I don't really, that, that stuff is just, I don't care. You know I mean? That stuff makes me wince and I'm just going to leave that at the, the side door. That's, that's just me and uh, how I feel about this particular thing. Because right now, of course, if the Warriors were winning, then you wouldn't have all this hand wringing and this frustration and where's Wiggins, all this stuff. And why isn't he there? And uh, I get that. I get that. I mean, right now, <laughs> 
Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. I mean, come on. You got to pick one of those 512 upsets coming down the line. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. A lot of Warriors fans, a lot of Warriors fans on social media are going at each other, going after each other. And I've talked about this, how when a team is bad, you know, just bad, bad people can agree why they're bad and you can figure out a path forward or you can join in with other Warriors fans and pile on ownership or front office, whatever. This is what used to happen in the nineties, right? Of course, without the internet. And when a team is good, you can all celebrate why they're good. But when a team has expectations, uh, when a team has these hall of famers and this, you know, roster that, is not really working, then there's finger pointing frustration as to why it is this way. Everybody has their theories and a lot of them are valid. Some more valid than others. And there's plenty, plenty of reasons why, which obviously I won't get into right now, but there's a lot of just drama going on. And I said before the all-star break that this will either go a couple ways. It'll go, uh, the Warriors will have an amazing end of season run and move through the playoffs in a very inspired fashion. And everybody will be like, wow, they really are that good. And it'll be one of the best pieces of their legacy, right? Or they are who they are. These bad habits are going to persist and they may have flashes here and there, but ultimately when it really matters, when things tighten up, they're going to fold. And that will lead to a lot of changes in the off season, a lot of finger pointing, a lot of drama in general. So right now <laughs> it's leaning towards the latter, but the former, Hey, again, if they can get right health wise, then they can make it interesting. I'm not saying they're going to win anything. I'm saying that at least They'll be able to get out of the plane potentially, and at least they'll be able to take a first round series and and go somewhere with it, you know, push a team at the very, very least. Like hypothetically, let's say they get into the eighth spot. Hey, right, sure. Do you think the Nuggets want to face a healthy Warriors team, a whole Warriors team in the first round? No. You think the Grizzlies do? If the Warriors get up to the seventh spot, do you think the Kings do? If the Warriors get to six, or they're not going to want that. So they just got to get healthy and whole as possible and just make things interesting. They could likely lose in the first round if they get there, but you know, uh, I just want to be entertained at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I've divorced myself from the expectations long ago. I divorced myself from the expectations of the season. And now I'm just wanting to see what happens with this team. This is the team that the front office put together. This is the team that uh, Steph and Draymond and Kerr wanted at the trade deadline. The choice to move Wiseman and 
we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Clay, <laughs> he was, uh, you know, D- Dylan Brooks, everybody's least favorite player in the league. He was talking smack during and after the game. And there's some video of Clay Thompson, you know, doing the, the four rings thing, counting four rings with his hand when he was sitting on the bench and he was sending that over to the Grizzlies sideline, I suppose. And that's fine. I mean, that's true, but it's, it's tough to swallow when you're just not playing well, you know what I mean? When your team is not doing it, it's it's not like this game was just a blip on the radar and they just got beat on night. That to me is like, you know, similar to living in the past. Yeah. You could lean on those four, but you better dig deep because you being the uh, four-time champs, that hasn't helped very much on this 0-3 road trip thus far. Next up, the Warriors, they get to go to Houston and play the Rockets. So assuming, can't assume, but hoping that this will be their eighth road win. And then after that, after that, they go to Dallas, which will be tough. And then they go home for a while. They get Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans, San Antonio. Then they go on the road, Denver. Then they come back, OKC at home, and then finish out on the road at SAC at Portland. And I said a few episodes ago that looking at the schedule, I think there were 14 games left at the time, and now there are 10. I'd said that there's going to be a lot of teams that are fighting for playoff positioning just to get in just to rise up all that stuff and still that's how this stands houston and san antonio are the two teams that i'm looking at that will be trying to tank i mean san antonio had a huge lead against the grizzlies a couple nights ago and they pretty much just coughed it up i think that was a game they were not that upset about losing but those are the two teams but every other team portland sacramento okc is right now in the ninth spot Right? They are one game behind the Warriors. And unless they go into the tank before that game on April 4th, they're not going to be given up games very easily. Dallas is fighting for it. Philly, Minnesota, of course, New Orleans, Denver. I mean, all these guys are going to be playing tough. And if the Warriors don't come correct and if they don't get healthier sooner or get wholer sooner, it's going to be – it's going to be rough because, you know, they ended up signing Anthony Lamb to the 15th roster spot. And I'm like, great. You know, not a big fan of that dude. Never been a big fan of that dude. He can do some things on the court, but is that your savior? <laughs> is this your king? You know what I mean? That's the the thrilling roster adjustment that we get moving forward. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes from there. Uh, anyway, Rockets up next. On Monday. That's all I got. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the basketball podcast network and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five-star rating on spotify and apple podcasts and if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on apple podcasts that would be hugely hugely appreciated and it would be very very helpful thanks that's it
Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Thank you.